The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Why is this so important? Why did you pick this story? Why does this matter? This is the news. And why, 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 and why it matters. Hi, I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Glenn. Yeah, I was going to say it's the Trump thing, but I want to hear your lead story today. I want to hear your lead story I, and why it matters. I Okay, we'll what get to it? that. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously Russia. Right, Yes, right. and what Trump said. Right, okay. Okay, so we can expand on All that. All right, good. I'd okay. like to hear that. I'm sure that that's what your top story is, too, right? Russia, Russia, Russia. Russia. Yeah, I, I'm kind of nervous because I think people are going to be mad at me after this. But just keep an open no, mind. Listen, everybody, everybody's got to calm down. You have to take the good with the bad. Yeah. Last week, anybody who was, you know, listening to us, they're like, oh, you just sold out to Donald Trump. No, he did incredible things. He did such incredible stuff that even the New York Times editorial piece, did you see this? Mm-mm. The New York Times said Donald Trump just got everything on Obama's wish list from NATO. What? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that was the editorial board. So last week, he had a really good week. This week, not starting out well. Yeah. But, but how weird well, is that, well, though? Hold on, hold on. Uh, the, the crazy oh, world of Elon Musk. <laughs> oh, and there's so much going on right yeah, now. He, that's something weird. Yeah. All right. Okay, Jason, sorry. Didn't no, mean I, I was just, I, but you, the point you're making is, is just so crazy to me because the moment, like, when you praised Trump and you put on the MAGA hat that one time, yeah. so instantly you were a sellout. You know what right. I mean? Like yeah. You couldn't like say, hey, he did one thing right. You, you couldn't do that. Instantly you were a sellout. Now, if you go against him from the other side, you are the worst. You're treasonous. You are the worst human being possible. There's no, it's impossible in the tribal atmosphere that we have in the country right now to acknowledge when someone does something right and to acknowledge when, some, when uh, something somebody does uh, wrong. It's impossible. And yet it's never been more important you know it's never been more important to have that conversation because this isn't like well i could see it both ways no no you really can't there's he's done some amazing things and he's done some really colossally stupid things this is i think at the top of the stupid list and i think the uh, democrats are going to use this as a quiver uh, an arrow in their quiver, and they are they are going to go after him for impeachment. And if you read anything that John McCain wrote about uh, Donald Trump's performance at Helsinki, uh, he's brutal. He, brutal, brutal. One of the most brutal I things. I didn't hear what he said. What oh, he my said? gosh. It, it went on and on and on. It wasn't just a quick statement. It was very eloquent, very well-drafted, um, just as this is the worst thing I've seen a president do in my lifetime. Um, I mean, it, 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 it's not good. And uh, unfortunately, I think what, what you just said, Jason, is going to happen. It's going to draw us into corners. And you're going to either be for Trump or against Trump. Instead of saying, no, I'm for these good things. This was a bad thing. Yeah. And, you know. So one of the things we said last week that was really good is how he referred to Putin as a competitor. He's my competition. Yes. He's not an enemy or yeah. a friend. How does today change that? He said the same thing today. Yeah, but then he, but did but you see actions, over the I weekend, mean, he called the NATO alliance a foe. a foe. No, if Putin is a competitor, right. there are competitors too. Mm-hmm. 
and their allies who happen to also be competitors. He called them a foe. So, I, I mean, that kind of went out the window this yeah. weekend. Yeah. Uh, knowing you two, I'm sure that just previously on your show, you guys were talking about this and had. You don't watch it every day? A few more. Oh my gosh. A few more. I go well, back. I'm busy in the makeup I go, room. I go back every night <laughs> yes. and watch it. All right. Uh, but I'm sure you ran out of things to say. I mean, you ran out of time. We ran out of time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so. th- look, here's the thing on um, on this. If this were any other president, if this was just a mere mortal, because I do believe Donald Trump has risen from the dead a hundred times. Okay, There's nobody who is better. Houdini wasn't this good at escape. Um... And uh, if it wasn't for that, I'd say this president is done. But because he is so good at turning everything around, he just, by the end of the week, he may just be having everybody scratching their head going, wait, what just happened? What just happened? I mean, so you're saying you just think it's part of some No, I don't. I don't. I think this one was a personal... I think this is, and I explained it on my show, I think this is something where the president, um, his ego led him there, and he wanted Putin to say, I didn't meddle and elect this guy. The American people did. Because he can't separate the investigation, meddling, collusion from his election. That's why he went after uh, Hillary Clinton in it. And what's frightening is... That's what he wanted, and he did. He was blind to everything else that w- was at stake here. It's that was his ego driving that press conference today. Now, if he got what he wanted, which I don't think the press will ever let him have, um, but if he got what he wanted and he feels satisfied on it, look out because he could come back and be and be like, "Wait, Russia's did has done what?" And just to prove that he's strong. You know, he could do anything. Yeah, he could do anything. What was so, so ridiculous is when they, when they, when the reporter specifically asked him if he trusted the U.S. intelligence community. That is exactly versus, what I was about uh, to ask you. Yeah. And it, it, was, it was the answer was so vague. Yeah. It was like, and I get the fact that he doesn't want to, you know, totally. I don't know. You know, he doesn't want to make Putin look bad in no, front but of. That wasn't. That was it, it, to me. His answer was more like, I don't want my people to look bad, but I believe Putin. Yeah, I mean, what kind of damage does that do, you know, to his relationship with the intelligence community? Well, well, well I think that's been burnt a long time ago. But I, I think, I think uh, further damage I is that. Like, yeah, it can but, always get worse. But, <laughs> almost, but almost even more damaging is what you're, what, the, what you're showing to Putin, is that if he can get away with that, if he can do that, then and the only thing you're going to get back is a Mueller probe, which the president will never really fully, you know, endorse or acknowledge. And then he won't call Putin out about it. Just these random comments that he was forced basically to th- to throw in during the negotiation portion when they said this is what we just talked about. He, he d- basically took his word for it. Not basically, he did. It sounds like he took his word for it. Said he was strongly denied it. And that was that that was enough for him to say, okay, screw what the intelligence community just gave me. He strongly, you know, denied it. So you know, so it's That's all good. That's what doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, okay, you know who Putin is. You know what he does to his own people. You know what he tries to do. He can it, compartmentalize that in his head uh, and separate that from his election night. Just to say, 
he said he didn't do it. So we agree it didn't happen. Because, I mean, he said so. Yeah, because he's saying what Donald Trump wants to believe and is true to the extent that Donald Trump is looking for. He's thinking that everyone is saying to him, they wanted you to win. So they built this huge apparatus to get you to win. No, Mr. Trump, that's not what they did. Okay, they built that apparatus six, seven years ago, and they've been waiting. It didn't matter who was coming. You were just you were candidate X. Yeah. And and so and he doesn't hear that. He doesn't separate and make himself candidate uh, candidate X. He only hears Putin made you win because he wanted you. And if, and if you notice how clever the reporter was during that time, there were some there were some hardball questions thrown out there. So actually, well, that one reporter from the AP was like, there was some animosity in his questions. He was like calling Putin sir, you know, like that. But there was a there should be finally right. But th- there was one point where he goes, "Did you did you want Donald Trump to, to you know to win?" Yeah. And then Putin, very cleverly, Putin knew exactly what he was doing. He was like, yeah, I wanted him to win. Of course. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, the the press knew what they were doing with the question. Putin knew what he was doing with the answer. Nobody knows exactly what Trump was doing. But I think that is what Trump was doing. You don't understand because Trump, you have to think like Donald Trump. And the first step to think like Donald Trump is me, 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 me. I'm, I'm legitimate. I'm legitimate. I'm legitimate. Remember, he grew up. I, I'm telling you something happened in his childhood that got him into this place to where he feels like he has to prove himself. His father even said there was an old report on him back in the 80s. Um, and his father came to the first hotel he did and said, is it really, is it really necessary to put our name all over the hotel in gold? And he said, that's my name. It's my name, yes. Yes, it is. He's trying to, he's trying to achieve a legitimacy that maybe he never got from his dad. I don't know what it is. But he needs to feel legitimate. That's what he was doing there. Yeah. I have to feel legitimate. I am the legitimate president. And he's going to say it. So what was the purpose of the meeting? That. The whole thing was staged, but... For him. Got out of hand, right. Yeah. No. But what's, what's weird, though, is because he, he must have ex- expected, his entire yeah, staff like. would have expected these gotcha questions. And there's was one point where he literally, I, there were so many times staff, during this meeting where I would just had my face on my the hand. staff I, didn't know. His own staff, it's coming out now in dribs and drabs that they didn't know he was going to do this. I mean, look at the ambassador of, of, of Moscow, of Russia. The our ambassador said just two days ago, president's going to read him the riot act. Okay, well, the president didn't do that. Now, John Bolton said that this meddling was an act of war. Okay, um, you had the, the ambassador say that. Uh, you had, uh, what's his name, the new secretary of state also say that this is, that Russia's a bad actor. They're doing this. What do those people do, n- let alone the people in national intelligence? What do the people in his own house now say to him? When he calls the cabinet meeting together, what are they going to say? They all disagreed with what he said. The the real key on Donald Trump surviving this one is if anyone walks out. If you have Mattis, he knows. He knows what that means. Oh, God, that would uh, be uh, catastrophic. Yeah, you have any of his key people walk out over this, 
it's going to be bad. That's the vote of no confidence. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, I do want to take a break, and then I just want to warn you, this is a pretty big story, so whatever this Elon Musk business oh, you'll is, love it. You'll better love it. be good. good. Yeah. All right, back in a minute. So... Like listening to this podcast? If you're not a subscriber, become one now on iTunes. And while you're there, do us a favor and rate the show. Hey, it's Glenn. And if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. This is the news. And why, 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 why it matters. All right, we were talking about, um, and Glenn was kind of speculating, maybe Trump's past. There's something in it where you're going, this guy, you know, has got to feel validated somehow. That's really how I think Elon Musk is as well. I think when you get to that level, your ego is so big that drives you to do these things. It also is a little thin-skinned at times. You can't take the criticism. I have a love-hate relationship with Elon Musk. At one moment, I'm like, oh, this guy's amazing. Look at what he's done. He's clever. He's a go-getter. He's an innovator. And then the next minute, I'm like, oh, this guy's so awful. He's so horrible. And this weekend, there was a bunch of stories. So we had the, um, his offer last week or a couple weeks ago to help the children of Thailand that were trapped yes. in the cave. A gentleman came out and criticized him. It was one of the British divers mm-hmm. that his uh, submarine wouldn't work. And of course it wouldn't. And we speculated, was he really trying to help or not? He couldn't handle that and then attacked the guy on Twitter and referenced him. And I don't know if this started with somebody else's comments or his past. Pedo guy. As if referencing that he's a, or insinuating he's a pedophile. pedophile. I think 2 to 2.5 is the right number for that. 2 to 2.5? Yeah. Uh, what he's going to be sued for. Oh, yeah. Guy, I mean, you say that about me. Yep. Elon Musk Pedo. says that pedo guy and then follows it with a tweet that says, yep. I'll bet you a, sig- I'll bet you a, a dollar with dollar. my signature on it yep. that that's true. He was calling out all of the web freaks. Yep. Find it. Yeah, like, exactly. Jeez. Yeah, and the Bad. two to two five, that'll be the settlement. That's one yeah, yeah, where yeah, they'll yeah. start. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. His stock price today on that alone lost 3.5%, which is about $2 billion. Wow. Yeah. yeah he's had it. a few couple of, yeah. a bad so, couple of So on that, Ray, I go, oh, you're so ridiculous. Why would you do such a thing? But then I see things like uh, uh, he said he slept on the factory floor when they were rolling out Tesla 3. And I was like, wow, he's on the floor with his workers. You know, I mean, he wants to show them that he's one of the guys. And I was like, that's cool. But then he talked about it and said, I wanted to make sure they know I suffer as much as they do. <laughs> like, and then it brings it back around. For example, let's say we had a project here that we had to work four or five days straight. If you were here with us, Glenn, and putting in all that time, maybe you buy some meal, I'd be like, wow, Glenn's in this with us. You don't have to sleep on the floor. That just makes you look like you're, you're being a martyr in this thing. Mm-hmm. So then he does that. So you just, think, you just think he's fake. No, I just think his, first of all, his ego can't take that stuff when he's criticized. Number two, he's constantly promoting himself. I think he's under attack. And I think um, he doesn't understand it. He looks at himself and says, I'm I'm trying to reinvent the world, and I don't care. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm putting it all out there. I've, I've taken such risks because I'm doing it because it's my passion. I believe in it. And this thing with, with the kids, um, you know, and that missile or that submarine that right. he sent, you know, he, he released the letter, the email back and forth. Did you see right, that? I know. So he released that. What he's saying is, 
I didn't do this for my ego. I did this because we could, and it was right, and they asked, and they gave us no information. And maybe that's absolutely true, but by releasing it makes it look like you're doing it for your ego. You know uh, what I see, mean? I that's think it's, he's under attack. He's, Believe me, I know what it's de- like. He's just trying to defend himself. Right, yeah, right. You get to a point to where everything is, you're under attack for everything that you do, and it's easy to snap and go, you know what? No, that's not why I did it. And just start attacking the attackers. For everything that you do, including donating to the Republican Party. Yeah, okay. So that was he was attacked over the weekend, another story, for donating. They just found out that he has donated to Republicans disproportionately. Hold on. The the headline that I read said uncovered. Uncovered, yeah. Uncovered. Now, he gave to, I think, both Hillary and Obama. It was disproportionate. He clearly is investing more in the right and Republicans. So, but he gave to the other, but they just uncovered it. Really? That's like uncovering, that's like uncovering the uh, disproportionate union uh, money that's going to the Democrats. What happened? What? what? No one's ever thought to look right. into him. He's such a high-profile fi- uh, figure. Well, when he did it, of course, people, once the story broke, people uh, melted down online. And we have a tweet from Chelsea Handler, and I want you guys to help me try to understand this, if at all possible. We have the Chelsea Handler tweet. That's okay, a picture of well, Elon Musk. That looks like Elon Musk. <laughs> That's good. While we're waiting for that, oh, there it, okay, is. there it is. Nice to know the person responsible for making electric cars is able to divorce himself from the climate change from climate change by donating to the very people who deny its existence. I traded my Tesla in last week after my friend's Tesla caught fire, so I saved a trip. <laughs> what does that mean? You still took a trip? What is she? What is she saying? No, she's saying. I would have, yes, you're right, but I would have made it a week earlier. Right. Like, climate change is like, oh, he gave money to climate change? I'm getting out of this electric car. Instead, (laughs) I wish I would have saved it. My friend burned to death in one of them. I should have saved saved it it. for an extra week because this is more important. Right. (laughs) I don't remember. But the other part is she... uh, she assumed that anyone who would design an electric car would do it solely or maybe primarily because you believe in man-caused climate change. Mm-hmm. And then number two, if you know that most electricity is generated via coal power, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So many things wrong with this. But they're just now finding out that he has donated to Republicans. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's a just, you can tell that he's a giant capitalist who probably wouldn't go along with Democrat policies and all of the socialism that's going on. Right. And by the way, you still wouldn't invest in his cars that are electric if you believe they're better for the environment. Yeah. Right? You were giving your money to the personality? Is yeah. that it? What? Yeah. If you believe in it, you're still investing in the electric cars. Right. Uh, Jason, talk to us a little bit about the protests going on in Iraq. Oh, this is, again, this might interest only me at the moment, but a lot of this... Well, I thanks even, a lot. I haven't uh, seen... I've, I, we well, have a show that we have to well, do. What's crazy people. is I haven't seen a lot of people talk about it. It hasn't been all in the media, but basically what's been Iraq going on... Iraq or Iran? Iraq. Hmm. Now protests in Iraq. And so it's in the southern portion of Iraq, primarily Shia area, but they're getting violent. I think up to three or five people have died um, yesterday was one of their biggest, most bloody days that they've had. It's been going on for a week, but yesterday, so they're ramping up and they're getting worse. Well, the way that they responded, the Iraqi government, was by sending in Shia militias who are funded, trained, all that by Iran, sometimes even guided specifically to do what to, what to do. But they're now integrated into the Iraqi government. Mm. So one of the worst things that can happen in Iraq, if we might see a ISIS Part Two, a resurgence of ISIS, or someone worse from them, is that these Shia militias go in to crack down on some of these protests, and they start cracking down into, Shia, into Sunni areas. Big, big mistake. We, it, it, this will get 
even worse than it was like two years ago, two, three years ago. It'll be far worse than that. That is exactly what ISIS is trying to, that's what they're trying to do every time they bomb a Shia mosque over in Iraq. They're trying to start what's beginning to happen right now. What do you think, what do you think this whole meeting in Helsinki means for Syria and Iran and what, what has the president given permission to do? Nothing. Nothing. Not a thing. Like he said in, 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 in the conference that it's, uh, it's complicated. Or, no, it's a complex. Thanks for no, 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 that no, no. no, you're looking at, look at it from the Putin side. What do I now have permission to do now that I kind of rule the roost? Well, that's his move from here. Putin. That's a good question. I, I, don't, I don't think that he feels hindered at all in, as far as what he's doing in, in Syria. He's been able to do whatever he wants. What about really. Ukraine? That's the big issue. That, that, that is the, and that is the one that really matters. Like Syria doesn't even matter to, to Putin and Russia. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter. They did that to show the world that they were on the same playing field as Americans and they could do a better job at doing what we were trying to do. Mm, and I think to years. enable Iran. Um, yes, but eventually even that runs out in the end because eventually their interests don't, they're not parallel. They, they run directly into each other. They're going to be competitors on oil in that area. You know, they're going well, right you, up against Ukraine each other. Ukraine is still strategic. Exactly. Ukraine is the strategic. That's what when that fell, that was the biggest loss that Russia had taken probably since the fall of the Soviet Union. I mean, so that sound, that's not hyperbolic. That, that literally was their biggest loss. That's why they responded with taking Crimea. That's why they responded by invading eastern Ukraine. If we want to really insert pressure and make them say, get out of Syria, stop meddling in elections, stuff like that, push on Ukraine. Do that. And that's when you'll see. And that's probably where primarily most of the uh, conversations in that meeting happened. I don't think a lot of it dealt with Syria, maybe a tiny bit. They probably said, okay, yeah, that is, that's like this thing right here. It's kind of complex and going crazy. <laughs> but they're probably like, let's, but in Ukraine. It's really not that complex. <laughs> I mean, it's such a puzzlement. <laughs> This is Ukraine here. Over here. Well, why do you, but really quickly, why do you think that we haven't seen this in the media? Because, I mean, even Glenn Beck was like, Iraq or Iran? Like, yeah. what, I mean, none of us, I haven't seen it anywhere. I, I, think, it's, I think it's old news, and everyone's pr- pretty much Iraqed out at the moment, and they think it's a quagmire, like Syria. Like, a lot of stuff is still going on in Syria. We don't even hear about it. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people are like, okay, ISIS is pretty much gone. We don't have to worry about them anymore. Moving on to the next. Mm-hmm. Big, big mistake. There's a lot of things that are going with, with Iran, Iraq, and Syria. All those will be interconnected, and some scary things can still happen in Iraq if those Iranian militias start pushing on Sunni areas. Again, if you want to see what's worse than ISIS, if that continues to happen, you're going to find out. Awesome. Thanks for the good news, Jason. Let's take a break. <laughs> a good day, huh? <laughs> Wow. How was your day, honey? Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze Premium subscribers. Become a premium subscriber at theblaze.com slash subscribe. Hey, it's Doc Thompson. If you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. The podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. This is the news. And why, 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 why it matters. Glenn, tell us about this um, revelation, breaking news, explosive, really, yeah, it is. about uh, a, a Trump tape. Okay, yeah, don't read this. Don't read this yet. Don't read this. Okay. Yet. Okay, so <laughs> let me ask you. Let's name some things that were conspiracy theories when Barack Obama was in. 
Birth certificate. Birth certificate. Birth certificate. Mm-hmm. That was a legitimate conspiracy right. theory. Mm-hmm. Um, how about uh, I got in trouble for the debunking of FEMA camps for even bringing right. it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was the uh, the death panels, which is yes. the complete live system written by Zeke Emanuel in the White House mm-hmm. for the study of how do we pay for all this. Okay, that's where death panels came from. That was legitimate reporting. Uh, anything else? Um, that he was a Muslim. That <laughs> he was a Muslim, okay. Mm-hmm. And remember, you said anything about him. You said, I think her arms are not that great. You <gasps> racist. Were racist conspiracy right. theorist. Okay. And the media wanted to point that out. Here's a tweet from the Huffington Post. You ready? <laughs> Do we have it? Let's pull there it, it is. A tape might exist of Trump doing something oh. in an elevator, though exactly where that somewhere is and what that something might be, <laughs> that no one in the media can say. That's because no one in the media seems to have seen the tape or even is that is real? confident that it exists. Come on. That is real. That, no. Okay. Yes, no it way. is. Do you know, what, do you know how, the ta- how this started? No. Okay, so the, the, there's a source on this. <laughs> And is that crazy? I mean, this is how out of their minds they have become. They're talking about this tape because they have a source on this tape, and they're trying to get this source to release that tape. Give me a break. Tom Arnold. Okay, that's oh, what I gosh. wondered if it was Tom. Tom, Tom, Tom Arnold. Why hasn't he released it? He, exactly. he has a whole show about it. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. He's, he's going to give it to HuffPo and that. He's not going right. to do it himself he's already. He's not going to do it. Right. Like, uh, right. He's had two years. What's he waiting for? The big surprise right. in the so October ridiculous. of 2020? So they're, they're trying to say, there's a tape out there. Tom Arnold is your source. <laughs> Tom Arnold. <laughs> I mean, can we get Randy Quaid to weigh in? The Star Whackers? Yeah. That, you know what this God. is? This is True Lies. <laughs> See what I did there? Because of the movie True Lies. With yeah. the, it reminds sorry. me of uh, the story, I think, that it was you that you were talking about last week when Chris Hayes had that. Oh, yeah, Chris Crazy Hayes man on, was from just like, uh, New York Magazine. Yeah. Do the same thing there. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, is it, is it possible that it happened? Yes. Is it probable? No. But it would be really impactful if it if was. If it was, true. so let's go ahead and talk about oh, it. If there is a theory, tape. I took that theory, and uh, I've, I've taken a step further. Not only, the, the, the story was you were on vacation. So the New York Magazine came out with a story that said, this is not probable. But it is possible that Donald Trump is a sleeper, a sleeper cell for the Soviet Union, because he went back over in 1988, 87. 87. Yeah, 87, and uh, all of a sudden he's interested in politics. Okay, <laughs> that's their evidence to build this scenario that he's now been activated. They actually right. said it's pro- that's the word they use probable. It's but probably not. not. It's, prob- it's, not. it's probable. It's not probable. But- uh, but it's possible. It's possible. But yes. the reason they're still considering it is because it would be so impactful. So they're saying it's not likely, but it would be so impactful, we just have to consider so, it. So this didn't happen, but can you imagine if it did? Right. right. That's right. We have no like, evidence. We've got a tape, or we don't, of Donald Trump on an elevator or not, <laughs> doing something or nothing. 
But we don't even know if the tape exists, but we'll produce it if it does. Let's compare that to the Watergate scandal and what the Post did oh my in the cover investigating That's, that over the course that of the year. That is the definition of rumors. Right. What did, what did they do? Go back and get another source. Get another source. Get and, another source. And they would not listen to, um, you know, Occidental College. Can't find out how he got in, what his grades were. We, nobody would look at all of his Marxist tendencies right. and all of his Marxist friends. Jeremiah Wright, that was all conspiracy theory. But I got a tape, but I really don't, because I don't know if it exists, but if it does, it's great, is is okay. I mean, just, just a, this, and th- this is fa- something fairly new, it seems like. Just like maybe even after Fusion GPS and the dossier. Even at that point, most journalists and media outlets still had a little bit of integrity and they weren't reporting on it. it just for a little bit. But once the floodgates opened up and they all started reporting on it, I mean, remember it took forever. Like, I think they had that, that dossier yeah. for, for months, yeah. I think. But they, would, but they could not verify it and eventually BuzzFeed you know, released it. But I mean, now, I mean, now consider what's being released now. It's almost like they're like seeing how, you know, uh, how, how good Babylon B and, and The Onion are doing. And they're like, hmm, what are they doing? Maybe yeah. we'll try to emulate well, that, not knowing that it's satire. That, I'd right, like that's to like break, a parody. Exactly. I'd like, like, I'd like to break some news. Okay, go. Did anybody, have you ever seen a picture of Donald Trump before uh, Apollo 11? Mm, no. 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 So now this is probably, this is not probable. <laughs> Not okay. at all. If it's if it's true, would it be impactful? It would be very impactful. Okay. Neil Armstrong mm-hmm. goes up uh, one small step. He sees this little moon baby in his helmet. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> he says, "I see a moon baby." They've edited all of that out, and they're like, "Don't touch the moon baby." And he's like, "He's so cute. Look at him, red skin and the mm-hmm. and the hair." So he takes him, brings him back. Now, suddenly, Donald Trump is our president a few years later. <laughs> this is fishy. Okay. And he's talking fishy. about starting Space, space Force. Space Force. You cracked it. Exactly. No, that's wow. not probable. Not probable at all. No, no, no. Not probable. Damn, would that be all. impactful? Well, you can it would, imagine. It would. Imagine if the dark side of the moon is populated with a bunch <laughs> of moon babies. <laughs> and the dark side of the moon is like actually like looking into a cannon. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's really dark. Mm-hmm. And the moon is a cannonball. We're only seeing the cannon in Coming this invisible right cannon. That's right. Invisible. We're seeing the cannonball. When that thing flips around <laughs> at the request of the now president moon baby, <laughs> you want to talk an impact, that moon comes hitting and slamming into us, and it is... Space Force oh is like a giant moon baby Trojan horse. It is. Uh, I, I'm I, okay, the, I'm, to up the point, I'm to the point now where I, it's just laugh so I don't cry. Because we're <laughs> laughing right now, and it's funny, but it's also really... They're doing t- that! I know, no, no, no. Are I'm saying the fact that they're doing they're that doing is like, that. we're laughing about that tweet. Right. And it's like, it may or may not exist. We right. don't know. No one's seen it. It's actually really, if you think about it, really terrifying that this is the trend. It is. Listen to this. This is new, the New York Magazine saying that I think he's a sleeper cell. Mm-hmm. Doc, tell me, mm-hmm. what was the point? What? Why would somebody have faked a birth certificate for Barack Obama? What was What was the theory? Because he was the Manchurian candidate. He was a sleeper, a sleeper agent. agent. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. They all said, yeah. how Dare you, you bring it up? Right, say anything about this birth certificate, which we debunked. We, we said we that said it was ridiculous. Right, we just want to know how you get back in the country right. afterwards. That right. was it. Right. So, oh my gosh, they're doing it without the birth certificate. So, are they sitting around at HuffPost Central going, 
all right, I got an idea. <laughs> Here's where we go with today. Look at what I wrote. I mean, are they? Good job, Pete. Good. No, they're just willing to listen to anyone. They just put it out there. Let's just let's just pan it for gold. You got a theory? Because they can't figure him out. Yeah. You got a theory? Tell me your theory, because this doesn't make sense. But that also shows they are really fishing for any tape. They want proof. They want that thing. Because oh, yeah. Tom Arnold, he he wanted uh, proof. For a long time. Mm-hmm. He keeps talking about that. Yeah, he, he is. Randy Quaid's got it. <laughs> uh, Doc, why why are you forcing me to talk about Hillary Clinton today? Oh, it was just uh, interesting. She spoke uh, over the weekend before the American Federation of Teachers. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the headlines, she spoke for about a half hour or so. The headline most people saw, which was kind of interesting and funny, she said... Uh, um, I've been saying forever they want to take us back to the 1950s. No, they want to take us back to the 1850s. And that was the big, which would be pre-slavery, or during slavery, rather. Um, so that was kind of her point, in it, which was interesting. But she <laughs> blah blahs through the whole thing. She starts off saying, wow, that it was so exciting backstage, I, could hard, I can hardly stand up. Which I thought was an, <laughs> something you don't want to remind people of at the beginning. <laughs> But then it had nothing says, to do with the excitement backstage. Yeah, right. So. She talks about Randy, who heads up, the lady who heads up the um, American Federation of Teachers, and she said everything. That was an amazing speech. She covered everything. But I'm going to go ahead and talk for 30 minutes, too. So then she speechifies, and you go through the whole thing, and she's usual suspect. She brings up all the issues until she gets to the final point, and it all boils down to, we need your vote in the midterms. That's mm. the whole ball of wax. That's all of this stuff. It's crazy season for votes. And we need your votes because the Republicans are going to bring slavery back? Yeah, exactly. Just fill in the blank, whatever. That one would happen to be slavery. But I mean, even the stuff from the HuffPo and that stuff, yeah, they're trying to fish. They're trying to look for tape and whatever. But it's midterm elections. It's get votes. That's all it is. Yeah. I, for one, can't, I can't wait for slavery to come back. It's going to be great. You're all set for it, whatever? Right. I heard. And then no one thinks that. <laughs> Just like her people, the Irish, they always do Yep, this. that's it, that's it. <laughs> uh, okay, so I saw this story um, over, I guess it was the end of last week, and I wanted to get your, your feedback on this, uh, if we have that graph that we can pull up. So Baltimore police, after Freddie Gray's uh, death, which, of course, happened in police custody, um, they measured Baltimore, Baltimore police initiating interactions with the public to, you know, question them about drugs or anything like that. And after Freddie Gray dies, look, if you'll look, the actions, yeah, the actions initiated have gone substantially down. And now, uh, apparently, the story is that they are, they're terrified to start any kind of interaction. Now, they'll still respond to calls, but... They're, they're not responding. Yeah. They're, they're not initiating anything, and homicides have shot up. Yeah, Baltimore is the, the most deadly city now. Look at this. The, the, if you look at the blue, the dark blue line and not just the other blue line, mm-hmm. that's homicides and shootings and yeah. assaults. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's skyrocketing now, mostly because officers mm-hmm. don't want to initiate If I'm Chicago, I put that on every billboard all around. <laughs> We're not so We're bad. No, it's See? not us anymore. Right. That's it. It's a, it's a a bigger phenomenon than just Baltimore. I was just in Los Angeles, and I have two brother-in-laws that are in LAPD, and both of them were like, we don't know what to do anymore. Like, we go out on calls, and, uh, or we go out on patrol, and we don't even want to respond to some of these calls. Mm-hmm. The, one of my brother-in-laws, they've, they've both already been under investigation for just doing their jobs. They were going through the situation, the scenario, and it was not anything out of the ordinary. The second one, he's still in like he's still under investigation and might lose his job over something that he did. And again, he showed me the video. It's like 
What's funny is he showed me the video. They got the video not from their dash cam, but from somebody else that was waiting to, to, uh, to video him. He thinks that he was actually set up during that time. So it's like they, they are literally under assault. They cannot do their jobs with the way things are do going. Do they have right. body cams? Uh, yeah, they do those, have body cams. Yeah, those I think will help. Necessary. Yeah. I, I have to tell you, people don't understand how thin the veneer of civil society is. Yeah. We're destroying it um, from every angle right now. And, you know, full circle back to Donald Trump, the biggest thing that we should worry about is the, the fuel that this has just poured on the fire. Donald Trump going over there. Now, if you liked him, but you have a problem with this, you're going to be labeled a traitor. Uh, if you uh, liked him... Uh, before and you're going to now support what he said to you know you're going to be an abomination if you're in the press and you're saying this is not good you're just fake news we are just going to just we're seething at each other now and everything is taking us in the wrong direction uh, well, I think Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez would say maybe we could just initiate, uh, implement socialism <laughs> and that would be fine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know she, she was talking about I believe Israel and Palestine, Palestine, and yeah. I want to play. I think we have a, a clip of that. I want to play it really quickly. The dynamic there, in terms of geopolitics of and the course. war in the Middle East, is very different than mm. people expressing their First Amendment right to protest. Well, yes, but I also think that what people are starting to see, at least in, in the occupation uh, of, of Palestine, is um, out on a limb, just out an on a increasing limb. crisis of humanitarian condition. Mm. And that, to me, is just where I tend to come from on this issue. You use the term the occupation of Palestine. Mm. What did oh. you mean by that? Oh, um, I think it, what I meant is like the, the settlements that are increasing in, in some of these areas and, and places where, um, where Palestinians are experiencing uh, difficulty in access to... <laughs> Uh, their housing and homes. <laughs> Do you think you can expand on that? Yeah, yes, I mean, good. I think I'd also just, I, I am not the expert on geopolitics on this issue. <laughs> Jason! That's <laughs> so great. I'm embarrassed for her. <laughs> yeah, that's a little more than not being the expert on it. Yeah. You have no idea. And you can hear it. I mean, it just starts off. <laughs> I mean, okay, it doesn't so even have the leftist talking points down. No. No. That was bad. Can that we, was a train wreck. Can we oh rank for a second? If you had to pick which one was better, her or the Miss America <laughs> one where she did I'm Miss America. The, the, the was, Miss was, America, I, I mean, it was, she was like teen. teen. She was like 15 yeah, at I the got, time. Yeah. She was worse on but, but that was similar. <laughs> but you know what? Like, I, I haven't even seen that. Like, if this, if, this if, she, this it, yeah. if she was GOP, oh my gosh. Oh, they'd be everywhere. They'd be out. They'd be like, she is unfit for office, all this stuff. And also, Miss Teen America was not uh, likely to be the next Congress person from the state of New York. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting for her to say that. Uh, I mean, let's put this in context, first of all. We have a current congressman who thinks that islands can capsize. Yes, tip over that's my favorite. Favorite. Yeah, that's my so, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, she, she's a genius compared to him. Yeah, Sheila Jackson Lee uh, was like, good, right. good. I think she nailed it. <laughs> okay, I think we can at least just give her credit where credit is due. She right? did come out She and said, say, right, yeah. that she's, I don't really know this. Yeah. It's not really my strong suit. 
So at least well, she, she even got, you know, the occupation of Palestine that the, uh, you know, for the, the housing settlements are growing. <laughs> well, that's in Israel. <laughs> that's right. happening in Israel. So it's the Palestinians occupying <laughs> Israeli places, right? I mean, the, the settlements, yeah. I guess, are <clears throat> in disputed territory, but it's on a map. That's Israel. Yeah. And so if you don't know about global affairs. You obviously don't know about economics because you want socialism. Mm-hmm. What the heck do you know? What are you there for? She came out with something, and I, it was amazing. I, I tweeted uh, over the weekend something back to her, and I said, um, no gotchas. I'm not trying to mm-hmm. start anything. I really want to know. You keep saying we're, a, we're the richest nation on earth, but we're $20 trillion in debt. How do we not enslave our children even more and do all of these things. So she had a list of like eight things that yeah. she wanted to do. Universal health care is only the beginning. Universal <laughs> jobs, government jobs. You want a job, you get one guaranteed by the government. Craziness. Um, uh, her supporters hammered me. They, nobody had an answer. Nobody had an answer except tax people like you. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they don't know the okay. numbers in that because that... Even if they took 100% of the top yeah. 2%, it would never, it would never work out and pay for the right. stuff. We, we actually invited her on the program, uh, put it out, and we got the, the nice little, oh, thanks, but no thanks back. We're just too busy right now, which yeah. we always get. But I've told him, promised him, we have a track record of that. We'll give you a fair shake. We'll, we'll talk about this stuff seriously. We're going to challenge you on some of it, but it'll be a good debate. No, we haven't gotten the rejection letter yet. We've reached out as Yeah, we well. got him on the morning show. I, I wouldn't it. hold your breath. I don't think she's she's going to, but I I would love to... uh, I think she would probably do it. Um, Really? Yeah, but I don't know if her people people. are going to do it or allow allow her to do that. But I think she would. I think she is... She's completely wrong. Um, And, you know, she she obviously doesn't have any math skills. um, You know, or she's buying into the leftist lie. Um, But uh, uh, I think she... Is honest. I think she tries to. She's saying what she really believes. No, yeah. I think absolutely. Yeah. She's young and starry eyed, and, yeah. and I'd believes, love to yeah. have a conversation with her because mm-hmm. she's re- she's real. I agree. I want to ask you this, um, and then we'll go ahead and. Um, I don't think we. I think we're all out of topics. You guys yes. talked about Russia, Russia so much, but I do want to ask. You just said something about <clears throat> you think that she truly believes in what she's saying. Would you say the same thing about Bernie? I'm curious. I would. Yeah, up until Actually, recently. Really? Up until Up until the Hillary. Because he kind of sold out yeah, with Hillary. Yeah, he sold out at the end. Because that's what I honestly, I always thought during the campaign. I was like, I, re- I kind of, I like him. Like, I like his passion. I think he really does care about people. I don't, I don't think that don't he's think like he Hillary. I really truly lifestyle. thought. He doesn't live the lifestyle. Yeah, that's I mean, more, I guess. That's, that's more recent, but though. I believe, he hadn't I believed stockpiled him. the money up until more recently. He, I mean, he still lived better than other people. Bernie, but but they believe that he they can live that lifestyle, and everybody else will just come up to it. They don't realize there's I'm, a failure, yeah, with and the they believe that you know some people are more <clears throat> equal than others because I'm doing good. I'm doing right. so much good. I need this. Um, the um, uh, I'm reading a book called I think it's Understanding Postmodernism. You have to read it. It is. It's. It's where progressivism. We're no longer we're no longer living in a progressive country anymore. We're now living in the postmodern America, and when you really understand postmodernism, 
everything changes. You read the newspaper and you're like, oh my God. It makes so much sense. It, everything makes sense. Everything makes sense. Cortez, though, has me, um, she has given me pause to rethink the Constitution, though. Has she? Oh. At least that 25 standard for a congressperson. I, That's I, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Raise that a little bit. Raise that up. I have a super, severe problem with people like Cortez because I, I don't think she's real. I, I think that she sees an opportunity and she's just pouncing on it. I think that she everything she even had to alter what she said in her campaign about her background so that it so that it didn't look as bad. I mean, this is a woman that her lifestyle, the, the her entire reason for why her like remember her her little catchphrase was what was it? I realized from an early time that you know someone's uh, child zip code mm-hmm. or something like that determined. determined. Yeah. What are you talking about? You grew up in a not so great neighborhood. And then because of hard work, because of the United States, because of capitalism, you were able to move to a very affluent neighborhood, all because of capitalism. Yeah. Now, if you didn't have, the, if you weren't in this country and it wasn't for capitalism, you wouldn't be able to just completely switch and say, no, 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 it's not about capitalism now. It's all about redistribution of wealth. She knows this. But she grew sh- up under that. So she sure? is lying to her people just because she's taking advantage of them. Are you sure, though? Because it's, I think it's very similar to the millennials who are tweeting from their iPhones that capitalism sucks and socialism is the way to go. And they ju- it's like they d- there's just a disconnect. Yeah, like they don't socialism, recognize. She wouldn't have had to have moved. Everything would be wonderful everywhere. Post modernism. <laughs> hey, this will this. Let me just say this. Postmodernism started after World War II, and America started just booming, and capitalism is just like crazy. And they're like, wait a minute, why didn't the workers unite? Why didn't they revolt? They're all being used. They're being hypnotized, that's why. So they had to find out a way to explain why the workers are, are getting into bed and buying themselves televisions, and they're happy. Okay, the first explanation was they're all being hypnotized. They're all being bought off. Mm. Then as it went along, they had to, f- they had to um, come up with uh, something that will allow you to reject you are a slave and you don't even know you're a slave. Okay, So it's a reject- rejection of all reason and uh, all uh, logical thought, all science. Y- you have to reject that because that comes from the Enlightenment, which was a bunch of white men. And Western white men. Science is nothing more, they think, than just a white man invention. So we can't trust any of that. That's why everything that they say is right to them. Because they don't have to prove it to you. So what's their, what's their center line? What's their objective or focus? What's the, is it, is the, it the emotion? The disintegration of all Western values and ideas all of them. In favor of what? What are they envisioning still? That socialism or, yeah. or communism? We all, yeah, we'll all, okay. get, we'll all get together okay. then. Once we wow. destroy the white, you know, Western civilization, gotcha. then, we'll all, then we'll all be truly free. Sounds very similar to the French Cultural Revolution in the 60s. I was looking into that real recently, and it was through the same thing. They, they attacked probably, culture. Probably they weaponized is. what we would call millennials now, but the young people on campuses who eventually went out, protested, rioted, and eventually they shut down the, the French economy for like a day or something like that. And it was all attack, attack, attack culture to bring down the entire, bring it, it was, entire it system. It was down. codified in, in 1959 in the, at the Frankfurt School. Um, and so this plan has been going on. Remember I told you about the plan of Woodrow Wilson and all of that stuff with the progressives. This is the plan that came later in 1959, and we're now seeing the fruits. We saw Wilson first. We saw the progressive mm-hmm. movement. 
Now that can only take you so far. Then there's a point to where you've got to shed the system. You either go back to the system or you shed it. And we're at that point now. And that's where postmodernism comes in. Oh, man. Uh, can we thanks get to post so much. No, thanks <laughs> so much for tuning in. Please don't go jump off a bridge after called, hearing today's episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. We hope you are too. Thanks. Maybe tomorrow won't suck as bad. Okay. Yeah. Russia. Like what you're hearing? Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or on demand. Go to theblaze.com slash subscribe and start watching today.